0: Welcome to Top 40 Hits on the Radio, aka podcasts, which are the new radio. Mm-hmm. This is our. This is episode 40 of. In case you missed it, with usual host
1: Casey Uhlahan
0: and usual guest Eddie Trusino. <laughs> what
1: was my intro before? And
0: that's it. That was it.
1: I think I just said with your host, Casey Hulian, and usual guest, Eddie Trezino. Yeah. I keep messing it up though, so, you know, who knows.
0: Well, this is uh, the 40th episode that you would have said that. Mm -hmm. So, if you don't have it down by now, I don't know what to tell you. Whoa. But, uh, yeah, in case you missed it. Needs a, a new usual. Uh, <gasps> I'm just kidding.
1: Well, it's funny because we we're both trying to think of an intro. Top 40 is good because of what this episode is going to be about. Yes. I was literally
0: going to say, Lordy, Lordy, the podcast is 40. Yeah, well, that's true. It is 40. but that's uh, It's old enough to, um, uh, I don't know. What do you do when you're 40? Nothing. Nothing. Cry. It's like, oh, I guess 40. It's same. You
1: celebrate. Yeah. You know?
0: 40 will be a good age, probably. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I'll
1: probably have a dog
0: maybe two dogs dogs
1: might have a big house or Mm, a house just a house a
0: regular house
1: um but yeah but we
0: are counting down Mm -hmm. our top 40 albums of our favorites no i'm just kidding can you
1: imagine
0: it'll be our top 10 favorite albums because uh well i guess we heard a rhett links podcast recently about theirs and we're like oh we never did that it could be fun Mm -hmm. so yeah if you uh
1: yeah, Ear Biscuits is their podcast. It's one of biscuits. my favorite podcasts because it's literally they just go in and talk. You know, like they don't they have a layout and sometimes they do a little bit of research or note taking, but they just kind of talk. And yeah, I, think, I do
0: like theirs.
1: I think it's fun, but yeah, they have like I would say relatively similar music taste to one another because they're best friends.
0: They're best friends from I, North or South. Second Carolina.
1: grade. They're uh, but um Eddie and I definitely have different music taste. Yeah um
0: than those 40 year olds
1: well than each other i was gonna say
0: yeah true that
1: i mean i think i've converted you to like some of my um top 40 pop (laughs) artists speaking of but uh and you know what i've learned a lot from you too like i've learned about like beach bunny like
0: oh yeah like there's certain bands
1: that i you know i've been exposed to new music that i think is pretty cool i've gone to like shows i never would have gone to so
0: yeah I think it's the underground world but the surface so, I, uh,
1: I am worried that you could like guess all 10 of mine but no
0: I, I don't think i could guess all 10
1: i think there's some that will surprise you
0: yeah what, i'm sure there are some that would surprise you
1: what surprised me is how other than maybe three albums how recent most of my list is oh yeah and i think that's just because like I don't know, like, immediacy feels more important because you, like, mm. forget. I I guess, like, it's just because I've listened to a lot more music in the past couple years. Like, I did a lot of driving with my job and back and forth from home. And when I would, like, um, be editing, I like <laughs> to listen to music. And I feel like I just, like, found a lot of, like, comfort in music.
2: Yeah. Like, even just
1: living, when I was living alone, playing music, when I, you know, when I was alone and... So yeah, but I'm I'm proud of myself. Like I have male and female artists, and I have a couple genres. So I think that that's good. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I is your list like like, in, in of importance?
0: No, I mean, not really. Mine isn't
1: either. I Mine,
0: mean, yeah, I couldn't it do changes that. all the time. Yeah,
1: that's the thing that I was thinking about, and I think Rhett and Link said this, is, like, this is something that fluctuates throughout your life. Yeah. Because you're always discovering music or going back to something old or, you know, rediscovering something. Yeah. So I feel like I didn't want to rank them as, like, of importance because, like, I'll change my mind tomorrow. Like, you know what I mean? Or as I'm talking about Good
0: it. Good point. Yes, yes, yes.
1: But... I think we can go ahead and I guess I'll just start with my first one I wrote down. And we got
0: the rights to a, a song from all of these, so you can yeah right play them. I wish. So you can hear them as uh, we talk about them.
1: Man, that's like <laughs> what NPR gets to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get the cool. They get. They got the budget.
1: But um, I don't know. Maybe I'll do some research. Maybe I can add something in. We'll see. Yeah. But my first all album.
0: Right, count number. Number, oh go ahead no, no you uh, oh should i do it Wait, hang on number 10 who is your f- number 10 <laughs> that was my Anderson Cooper impression have
1: we talked about the mole on this podcast yeah i think we
0: did a couple weeks ago a couple guys bits ago i'm
1: dying for a renewal of that show yeah
0: we watched i th- we pretty we
1: <sighs> i'm t- i'm getting like my eyes are watering because i'm thinking about how exciting that would be if
0: oh uh, if they, they, brought, if it they brought it back they'd never get anderson cooper to host Come on. i don't think he he's, he's out,
1: not even out in the field I yeah he does do i don't know what he's
0: stuff. i don't know i, I don't know who they
1: maybe i host. should tweet him every day for the rest of the year and see what happens
0: harass anderson
1: but anyway who is my number one
0: number my, 10 Who <laughs> is ten?
1: my number one album number i ten. shouldn't say that oh you want me to start at 10
0: yeah, I thought it's 10987.
1: Oh, yeah, you're down, right. You're right. You're right. What I mean, am I what, thinking? I mean, it doesn't
0: really I don't know. Okay,
1: no, you're right. You're right. My number 10, excuse me, is Cuz I Love You by Lizzo. Oh. This album was released in 2019 with singles such as Jerome, Truth Hurts, Good as Hell, and Water Me. Um, it was her third studio album and it was nominated at the Grammys for Album of the Year. And it won a Grammy for Best Urban Contemporary Album. Mm. It's funny how, like, the Grammys have such specific side categories. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, So it's kind of convoluted, but I just, you know, I wanted to look into it because I thought it was interesting. So this album, um, it, it was the last one I put on my list, even just, like, writing the list out, mm. because... I don't, like, there's some albums on here that I could probably, I've memorized every single track. This album, I've listened through the whole thing many times, but there's only a few songs that I, like, have memorized. Uh
2: Uh-huh. Because
1: I think there's a few just, like, straight-on bangers. But the thing is, I could put this album on in the car or when I'm studying, and, like, it will make me feel better. And that's what a lot of these albums got on the list for. It was, like, what do I listen to when I need to cheer up? Mm -hmm. And, or if I just want to cry, too. And so these albums were those albums. And Lizzo is a freaking incredible artist. She has such a powerhouse voice. She has such a good, I think she just has such a good, like, presence. I think she really stands for a lot of really good things. She talks a lot about, like, how black women are erased from pop music and, you know, like, how important it is to continue to have diverse voices, not just a bunch of white people because there are a lot of white people at the top of the charts they're on my list like so i think she's really cool she's coming out with a new album but cuz i love you is the one that i have played on repeat i just think it's a really fun album and yeah
0: okay yeah do i uh, got a lot of hits on that i've heard a lot of those songs i know or, i don't know about some of the deep cuts they're
1: but... just so catchy
0: yeah
1: like you get them stuck in your head and you can't help but like dance.
0: Yeah, it's and all attitude.
1: Jerome is the only like ballad on that album. And she sang that at the Grammys in oh, like yeah. this beautiful red dress. And I remember watching it just being like, oh my gosh, I need to see Lizzo <laughs> Yeah. Like she is such a powerhouse. So yeah, um, that Power. is my number 10.
0: Okay, number what about 10. you? My number 10 is maybe uh, one casey doesn't know i guess it's not a huge thing that's okay it's called blonder and blonder by the muffs uh came out in i think 94 wait maybe later maybe 97 i forget maybe it's 95 uh i i should have looked it up i guess (laughs) but um um so uh the muffs they're like a pretty good 90s punk band sung led by uh Singer-songwriter Kim Shattuck, who recently passed away. And, uh, oh She, uh, yeah, she was, she seemed like such a, I don't know why, she seemed like such a cool person. Obviously, I didn't know her. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just through all the muffs uh, things that she's done, and she's been in a lot of different bands. She was in the Pixies at one point. Um, but Did I, she die of, like, something? She died of ALS. Oh, So that's, it God. seems pretty bad, you know? yeah. She was, like, 55, yeah. That's very so, sad. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's, uh... Got a lot of really catchy songs. I like, it's kind of cool that she's like a girl who like really yells and stuff. I thought that, I always thought that was cool. And um, it's a power trio, which you didn't see a lot in the 90s.
1: It's from 95,
0: by the way. 95, okay. The year we were born. Wow. <laughs> perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. And uh, I just, um, yeah, it's a really fun album that uh, really great. Just to the album cover
1: looks very 70s.
0: Yeah. Don't you
1: think? Yeah, it kind of
0: does, yeah. Um, <laughs> They're people out of time.
1: It says the single was Sad Tomorrow. Yeah,
0: I love that song. Cool. She's just really good at writing, like, pop melodies, but then also, like, really, like, good, like, um, like... <laughs> rocking parts i guess
1: (laughs) oh have you heard um there is a album a b-side album released called hamburger
0: uh yeah i think there i've there's i've heard some of those songs on it i don't know if i've i love the
1: idea of artists obviously we don't listen to tapes anymore so we don't have b-sides um well you could but not a lot of people do i think it's i love the idea of an artist releasing a b-side album like the songs that were cut from the main yeah, album. Yeah, I mean Clearly like, Ray Jepsen did.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do too. I mean there's usually a reason why. Yeah,
2: but the real fans They're
0: not A's, they're B if the teach if you handed that into the teacher, you, you get, get a, a B. B.
2: But the you thing is
1: the real fans, their real fans will still show up for you. Yeah. It. You're right. Um, and
0: at least, you know, you're like, okay, it's B-Sides. These songs probably aren't their best songs right. ever.
1: You have an expectation. Yeah, going so in.
0: you're right. Maybe mm-hmm. we should bring
1: those bring back. It back. Bring
0: those back, Lizzo. Bring it
1: back, Lizzo. <laughs> I want to hear your cut track. But wasn't, wasn't
0: Truth Hurts like a bonus song? Or something? I think it was. On, on it might have been. I think been. it is. On, I don't know how I knew that. But <laughs>
1: um, it's also like, I thought um, when that song got popular, Lizzo said it was two years old.
0: Oh, yeah. So, I have
1: to wonder if this was a re-release of that song. Could have been. Because in 2014, she had another album.
0: 2014? Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. hmm Called Lizzo Bangers. <laughs> um.
0: Didn't Miley Cyrus have an album called Bangers? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I didn't listen to that album. Oh, doesn't it doesn't have Wrecking Ball. No. Oh, that was her debut album in 2014. Lizzo
0: Bangers. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Um. Let's see nope doesn't have it on there anyway i think it might have been released as a bonus track or something and then she put it on that 2019 album because it was like obviously very popular i see but bring
0: back b-side man Well, that's all i have to say about uh the muffs blonder and blonder
1: all right number nine now i could have picked any of this group's albums and (laughs) it would have been in a rightful spot on this list but I decided to pick the most recent one which is happiness begins by the Jonas Brothers <laughs> oh okay. and I'll tell you why huh so I obviously fell in love with the Jonas Brothers when I was like a uh, tween and I love their music and I obviously realize now like it, it's not the most groundbreaking lyrical whatever but it was like It was my comfort music it made me happy when i was sad i grew up with it so i have like a nostalgic tie to it this album came out in 2019 and the jonas brothers had been broken up for like five years Mm -hmm. and you know in 2019 i was working at the news station i was like often very stressed when they announced this it was almost like a weight lifted off of me
2: i was just i
1: felt I was excited. I was happy about something. Like, I, it was a time where I was, like, struggling. And I was like, wow, when I needed them, they came back. Yeah. You know what the I mean? The Jonas
0: Brothers lifted it off your back. And
1: not only did they come back, they've been hugely successful in their comeback. Like, there's so many bands that are, are you know, big boy bands. They, they try to come back, and it's like, they have maybe one song that people <laughs> like. You know what I mean? Sure. But, like, the Jonas Brothers went out and sold out, you know, every stadium. Like, so, I just... It means a lot to me. The singles on this album are Sucker, Cool, and Only Human, and it debuted at number 1 on the US Billboard 200.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't know
1: what that means, but I it means it was being, you know, listened to a lot, I guess. Um I have the album. We've listened through it before. It's a good, like it's got such a good vibe, you know? It Excuse me. It
0: does have a vibe.
1: It's like a very summer vibe. It's a very cool vibe. It's very <sighs> like listenable um whether it's in the background music or just singing along and I saw them in concert when they did this tour and it was their comeback tour and like I don't know like it just like to see them come back as like adults and like be able to connect with them again as a like a band and as people and like it it meant a lot to me Mm -hmm. and I just think that the album's really good I think that like they brought in a lot of different like musical influences like some of it's very like um 80s some of it's very you know it's got different sort of vibes going on they wore these like monochromatic suits on the tour like it's just like i i love it i'm so happy that they're back and i feel like they came back just when i when i needed them like it felt personal (laughs) even though obviously it's not so i love that album i think that it's a great album to put on in the background of a party, or just to listen through when you're driving. Like, I really think it's an album that has, like, a song for everyone in it. I know you, like, don't throw it away
2: this time. Mm, you know the,
0: yeah, I remember that.
1: So, there's a lot of good stuff on there. And I think that they made such a successful comeback, and it wasn't lame. Like, they, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. It didn't have this cringy vibe to it that, like, maybe the Backstreet Boys, no offense, but, like, the Backstreet Boys kind of have. Well, they, they
0: were, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to look back and not think they're... They were already cringy, but they're Disney people. I don't know the
1: Jonas Brothers.
0: Well, you know they were. I don't. I'm. Well, I mean, of course, they can acknowledge that they. But they were kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. As I feel like they came back and they were able to establish themselves as like
0: adult (laughs) audience you know what i mean they can drink beer
1: like i like they they've talked about many times since how like disney definitely like sterilized their image and their music and like they were very contained on what they were allowed to say and do and like that ultimately led to them like wanting to take a break whatever among other things so i think it's just cool they were able to come back and not be lame because like (laughs) they could have been it could have been a flop it could have been like you know so yeah what's your number nine
0: um, it's funny you say that because my number nine is a little bit longer than Jonas Brothers. <laughs>
1: no, it's not. Third
0: album. No, it's
1: 2008. not. 2008.
0: Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> what if it was? I would be I would... stunned. I would be stunned. You don't even know any songs off that.
1: A little bit longer and i Okay, well that's the title. Fine. That's the title track. Be, be good to me. I don't go and put my heart back
0: uh, All uh, right, well, I stand corrected.
1: Video Girl, Bok Ba World. Don't test me.
0: I don't think that any of those were on that.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> um, that's for you to to believe. All right,
0: fine. Well, my uh, number nine is called uh, Deals, Deals, Deals by Ramona, Ooh. a Philadelphia band. Um, so, I, this is a smaller band. I saw them open for Teenage Bottle Rocket, I think it was in 2019, and I thought they were really cool. They, uh, <laughs> um, they uh I talked about this on my other podcast, Fresh Ears, but um I Good just podcast. think that Yeah. But it's uh you know, just three people that play kinda punkish emo music, but it it's pretty high energy and I think a lot of the lyrics are like kinda like I don't know <laughs> I relate to the defeatism of it and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah. And, What's the um, name of the
1: brand? The band? Ramona. Okay.
0: So, isn't um, there a
1: band a famous band the ramones yeah the ramones
0: okay okay yeah. is there
1: any like is that inspiration or is it uh,
0: probably i mean the ramones you know they're, they're one of the original punk bands mm-hmm. so um
1: oh that album came out in 2019 yeah okay so it's recent
0: yeah um yeah, yeah they're pretty young folks they're probably a little older than us maybe mm-hmm. maybe even the same age i don't know but mm-hmm. uh yeah just like uh well, fun, but also, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. But
1: Does it pick you up when you're down?
0: Mm, you, you kind of feel like you're like, oh, yeah, sure, that they, people, other people know.
1: What do you mean by, like, defeatism? They're like,
0: it's just like, oh, I feel, I'm feeling bad, but what else is new? Mm. I don't know. That's, like, what I...
1: Oh, I relate to that. Yeah, so. That's cool. Yeah,
0: I don't have that much to say. They have a song called I'm Not Your Token. I think the lead singer is... Like Hispanic, I think his name's Diego. Mm. But so and it's yeah about racism, I guess. Which yeah, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, but, that is cool. Yeah, I love that song. It's how great. did you
1: know a little bit longer came out in two thousand eight? Was that a guess? No, I knew.
0: I don't know how I knew that. How did you know that? I don't know. I knew. I somehow knew that. I
1: looked it up and I was like, oh my god, was Eddie reading the Wikipedia page? No, I
0: didn't. I I knew. Okay, I d- based it off of. That's
1: what you Like
0: I based it off of.
1: How old we were?
0: How old we were? How old they must have been? How August 12th,
1: 2008. Yeah. Now, this was the only, this was almost my pick. Because really? Because it, it not only has oh. a little bit longer, listen to what it has. love bug.
0: Okay. Burning Up. Burning Up.
1: Tonight, which I don't know if you know. Tonight! Dun, 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 uh, nah. Nah. Um, received generally favorable reviews and four-star reviews from Rolling Stone, All Music, and Blender. Um... I yeah video girl i don't know if it won any awards it's not on my list but it almost was that's hilarious i don't know how you knew it was that's really funny
0: i'm, I'm a jonas brothers expert what can i say
1: um that's true and i'm proud
0: and by the way i'm a kevin guy i'm a card carrying <laughs> kevin fan that's,
1: that's right true. i forgot about that well you know what we need kevin fans because he is great and he deserves
0: love <laughs> yeah um, All right, number, number eight. Number eight. <laughs> I don't know so
1: I my number eight is Legally Blonde, the musical's cast album. So OBC, original Broadway cast album. Mm-hmm. So the musical premiered back in 2007, so around the same time, uh, right before a little bit longer. And it aired on MTV in October 2007, which was like something that was had not happened before. It was a musical, was like relevant and popular enough with like teenage... Like early 20 people that it was on MTV. And it also inspired the um, release of a one season reality show called The Search for Elle Woods, Ooh. where they had a. Oh, yeah, you I've told shown me. you clips of it. Yeah. A bunch of poor girls tried to audition to replace um, Laura Bell Bundy, who's like a. I, she, she's a very iconic Broadway singer. This show. I discovered it because when I was probably in sixth grade and I was doing my theater summer camp, um, our teacher picked the song, um, shoot, what is it called? Why am I blanking on it now? Whip into Shape. (laughs) So if you know the movie... Um, which it's a pop culture staple, so you probably do. If you know the movie, you'll know that they're trying to defend a case of this young woman who's accused of killing her, like, much older husband. And she is a physical trainer. That's, like, her job. So they're like, oh, she's, like, trying to make money, get famous, blah, blah, blah. So in the musical, they uh, are researching their client because they're trying to defend her. And they play one of her um, workout tapes. And they sing a song in the musical called Whip Into Shape. And I thought it was so fun. It was so high energy. And so I um, eventually saw a production of the musical at a high school. And I thought they did a really good... I mean, I was in high school at the time. But I thought they did a really good job. And I basically have been in love with the musical ever since. I've watched watched a really grainy version of the MTV premiere. Um, I've seen the movie many times. I hope to see a professional production one day. The reason this was on my list immediately was because if I am sad or if I'm having, like, a really anxious day or, like, you know, need to get my mind off of something, I'll put this album on and sing along, like, through it. Um, I think this is a great musical. I think it's one of the most successful adaptations of a movie into a musical that's not, like, cringy. Um, I think it's... I think it's perfect. Hmm. I think it's a perfect musical. Um, hmm. I looked to see if it was won any Tonys. It didn't win any Tonys... But it was nominated for seven, which is surprising because normally they like poo-poo on things that are not like new original things. Hmm. And this was obviously based on the movie. Um, Some of my favorite songs are Chip on My Shoulder, Ireland, and So Much Better. Um, I just think it's great. There is a duet in it that I used to sing in the shower and I would sing both parts. Like I'd stop. I just really love it. And like anytime I'm sad... I listened to the soundtrack, and I think it's a very empowering story. I think when the movie came out, it surprised a lot of people um, because they thought it was just some dumb movie about some girl wanting to, like, getting into Harvard. But, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, trying to do give a message about, you know, it doesn't matter what you like to wear, what you look like, where you come from you can still do great things and you shouldn't let people's expectations of you keep you from doing something you really want. And Reese Witherspoon is an icon. I love her. And that movie I think really holds up. Like I don't think it's cringy. I, you know, I just think it really like the message really holds up. And as someone who loves to color pink and is also blonde, I related to Elle a lot. So yeah, I just think it's great. I really want Eddie to see the musical. Um, High schools do it all the time, but, like, I don't know anyone in high school, so it would be weird, I think, for me to show up to a high school show. I don't know. But I'm hoping to find, like, a community or local theater, or if it tours in Pittsburgh. I would love, I would love to see a full-scale production of this Um, because it's my comfort musical, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's Legally Blonde, the original Broadway cast musical.
0: Well, you could be found as the new Elle Woods if uh, you just... You, you seem to fit the description. Thank
1: you so much. So uh,
0: maybe you'll see it from the inside out.
1: I would agree with you. However, this show is literally known to make the lead lose her voice. Like, it's a very challenging show vocally. Um, you have to be a very strong singer. So maybe if I got back into training and voice lessons, I could do it. But it's, it's challenging. It's not like some, you know... It's not easy to be a Broadway star. It's not easy to be Al Woods. So um, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Well, we, uh, yeah, we need to keep the podcast going so you can't lose your voice. I know. <laughs> well, thanks for that update.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that update.
0: I yeah, don't know why I said that. Uh, my number eight is uh, Energy by Operation Ivy, one of the original ska punk bands. Ooh, from, you taught me what ska was. 1988 or 19... Uh, 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 89 i think it was mm-hmm. um yeah really uh i also talked about this on fresh Years. Mm-hmm. just a really cool fun album every like it just so much like like it's called energy there's just so much energy it's so fun
1: tell people and what scott uh, is if well, they don't know.
0: well i mean scott's like the precursor to uh, reggae so it's like a lot of like um, you play on the upbeats, the upbeats get the emphasis instead of the downbeats, mm. and it kind of makes it a little more dancey,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm dancing, and um, Pop, Operation Ivy kind of made that into a really fast, like, it's a pretty, can be an aggressive sound, like the singer yells a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's, I mean...
1: But it's not like heavy metal screaming. No, it's not
0: heavy metal, it's just a guy yelling... But it's like weird. I don't know how if it was always a thing, but ska like even now is kind of synonymous with like social activism. And o- Operation Ivy definitely has a lot of uh, that trait. That trait with them, like there's That's a lot really of cool. like socially aware lyrics. So I, I, and I don't know like how that came. You know, not that like a lot of other music doesn't have that, but like, right. ska like a lot of ska bands like. You know, I have, love that, which is I, I don't really understand why ska, but I like it. So, That's yeah, cool. it's great. Um, really just and like, you know, I hate I'm not trying to be a snob, but like a lot of these albums like really inspired me to play music. And this mm-hmm. is definitely one of them.
1: It's not snobbish.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't want to not that I'm like, a. you know, but just yeah, it's like it really it
1: inspired you creatively. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's super fun to play along with. Like guitar and bit, yeah. So,
1: <laughs> is it you who told me that Christina Aguilera used to do ska music?
0: No, um, um, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani, yeah. Oh, that's okay. yeah. That's She's awesome. in uh, a No Doubt, yeah.
1: Oh well, then I have listened to some. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Music. She was a ska. Spiderwebs.
1: What about um? It's bananas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little after those. Was oh. that her solo stuff?
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're
0: right. Well, uh, but yeah, Operation Ivy, love it.
1: That's awesome. Now they're yeah, yeah you know what now they're what
0: they have a couple members in that band rancid i don't like rancid as much
1: oh did they break up the last one
0: yeah yeah i mean they i get it was like year that was like oh this the they, they were only together for a few years mm. in the 90s i think they broke up but oh wow now they formed rancid a couple of them form rancid how
1: old are they now
0: they're probably like in their 50s well,
1: that's cool i'm like glad they're still doing what they're yeah
0: like. i'm looking at all all of the bands they, their members are like 20 when they start i think these mm-hmm. guys are leaving, but yeah, so yeah. Alright,
1: my next one is an album that didn't immediately come to mind, but when I looked at like my top tracks from Spotify for the last three years, there's songs on this album on there, and that is The Blessed Unrest by Sarah Bareilles.
2: Mm.
1: Um, Sarah Bareilles is a singer-songwriter, and she released that album in 2013. Some of the singles were Brave. I think everyone knows that one. It's like, I wanna see you be brave. Oh, yeah. um, and I Choose You. We're both on the radio at the time. Um, My favorite songs from that are Little Black Dress and Manhattan. Manhattan is a song that I will play when I need to cry. Um, It Like, when I was packing up my apartment in West Virginia and I was so stressed and unsure of the future, I I played this song over and over and was, like, sobbing while wrapping up, like, dishes and newspaper. And, like, this album's just always been there for me. Like, I've always really related Sarah Burrellis' music. I think her voice is incredible. Um, I mean, like, if you watch her live performances, like, you can just see what an amazing singer she is. I think she's incredibly underrated. Like, yeah, she's had a few hits like Love Song and, and Brave, but those are not her best songs. Like, I just think I really connect with her as, like, a lyricist and as a, like, kind of stripped down sort of just piano and voice artist. Um, there's not a lot of like production value that goes into her work. And she she's a writer. So she writes all her music and has written for other people as well. Um, the song Manhattan that I cry to is about um, I guess it's, it's basically about a breakup where she um, breaks up with someone and um, she is moving away because she just needs a fresh start. And um, she's reflecting on, like, what the relationship meant to her and how it connected to the city that they were in, which was Manhattan. And she says, like, you can have Manhattan if I can't have you. And it's a very, like, it's a very heartbreaking sound to the music. Like, it's just, it's just, like, gets me where I live. Like, it just really, like, I just think she gets a wonderful songwriter um most recently she has done a musical production a broadway production so of course i really liked that it was waitress which i saw on broadway um with my family a few years ago and she wrote all the songs and she's actually going to star in it as the lead this um september and i just think she has like a really killer voice and a really beautiful word like the words of her songs are so it's like po- it feels like poetry, you know? Hmm. And it's just it's just the piano and her voice usually, and I just it ma- always makes me really emotional when I listen to her music. So I love Sarah Any Anytime I like haven't listened to her, I will like hit like come up on a song and suddenly like I'll listen to like three of her albums. Like I just think she has really wonderful um songwriting abilities and performance um She's a beautiful performer, and I'd love to see her live one day. And that's a great album. Um, Blessed Unrest is great. Kaleidoscope is a great album. I recommend literally any of her albums. So, yeah. All
0: I've right. played some of her songs All for right. you, I think. Yeah, I've heard a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them were on the radio. I remember Manhattan. Really? Pretty, yeah. We played it going to that pizza place.
1: Oh, I played it. Yeah. But it wasn't on the radio.
0: Oh, Maybe not. I don't know. Mm-mm. Maybe it wasn't it's a big hit. a deep cut. Oh just like Manhattan the City. <laughs> yeah. Nobody know nobody I don't know if you've ever heard of Manhattan. It's in uh New York. Okay. Not old York. Okay. But anyway, thanks for sharing. I knew, I, I remember you liked her. Make so. a
1: joke out of my
0: What? How did I make recommendation? a joke? I was making a joke for, <laughs> for the people of the world. Mm-hmm. Alright, well anyway, um what number number seven number seven. Uh, my number seven is Sailing the Seas of Cheese by Primus. Whoa. Uh, I'm sure you're like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> so, wait.
1: Oh, wait. I, what is it called?
0: Sailing the Seas of Cheese by mm. Primus. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out in 1991. This is another one where I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of, I, I mean, it's a pretty silly album. Obviously the name, but it's, it's pretty, you know, it's kind of a, it epitomizes the 90s in a way, if you ask me. It's just kind of weird guys. Um, but it's primus is kind of a jam band ish. A lot of their songs are the same riff the whole time with a couple like cool little, um, <laughs> variations. Yeah. And I really think it's really cool. Um, uh, and like, you know, the a lot of the songs are kind of stories. Um, and I just think it's, uh, it's also fun. Another one that really inspired me to want to play music and everything. Um, they're still going today. I'll, I'd love to see them play live. Yeah,
1: this album was 20...
0: It was in 1991. Oh, so okay. 30 years old. Wow. Oh, I wonder if they do a anniversary. This is like when they're big... Uh... Are they still together? Yeah, they've kind of been in and out over the years. I think they're still technically...
1: My question is, and maybe it's just because I, I'm someone who just listens to a lot of radio and like... Follows a lot of pop culture stuff that I have more narrow music taste. But, like, how do you discover these bands?
0: Uh, You know, I don't know how I found out about... uh, Prime... I mean, this... I know that some of their videos played on MTV, but I didn't really want... I mean, that was way... Way before you. Yeah. But I don't don't know. They were... I mean, you hear about, um, you know, bands that toured with other bands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, like, people talk. And Mm I'm like, oh, yeah. Because I think I was listening to... Rush on YouTube, and like people are like, Oh, this song Sounds reminds like... me of another mm-hmm. song. Of... You can tell Primus was inspired by this. I was like, Oh, uh... so yeah, <laughs> super, awesome. super like intricate, you know. Especially, I mean, all the instrumental parts are like pretty intricate. and
1: Have they had like a relatively recent album?
0: Yeah, I think they had one in 2017. Oh, okay, and also Les Claypool, the singer, plays with John Lennon's son, oh, another band. Uh, um Sean Lennon, yeah, which is wow. a, the Claypool Len, Lennon Delirium. It's a really imagine, cool band too. Can
1: you imagine being John Lennon's son?
0: Yeah, I think he was like one when he died. Oh, so. that's tragic. Yeah. So. Uh, well,
1: that's really cool. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, so obviously I've pretty basic taste, but some of the artists I've discovered, like um, Sarah Bareilles, and like I I used to listen to a lot of Ben Folds, like some other people that are outside of like typical yeah, 40. Ben Fold, yeah. Um, the reason I discovered them were like my friends would bring them up, but a lot of the ways I discovered bands I wouldn't normally listen to were like, if I had a crush on a boy, Oh yeah. I would look him up on Spotify and see what bands he listened to oh, and then I would listen uh, to them.
0: Did they have Spotify back when, in high school? Yeah. yeah I guess so. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Good idea. so, you know, and I, it's a little cringy, but I discovered new music. So Not that was cool.
0: Bad. Not a bad tactic. Um, All right, maybe one more, and then we'll go to a break. eh? Yeah.
1: Uh, So we
0: can make sure the saves, (laughs) because I'm a little worried. uh Uh-oh. Well, it should be fine.
1: Well, you want me to do my number six? Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah. All right, Um, my
1: number six is Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. This album was also released in 2019. Um, The singles are Thank You Next, Seven Rings, and Break Up With Your Girlfriend. It was nominated for Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Album in the Grammys. And Seven Rings, the song, was nominated for Record of the Year and Best Pop Solo Performance. This is Ariana's fifth studio album. Um, there's a lot that I really like about this album. I would say, like, the nostalgia factor from Thank You Next, where she, like, referenced a bunch of rom-coms. Like, I just felt like, oh, like, I, like, that felt right in my, like, Like, that's something I would do, I feel like, if I was a pop star, because I just, like, love all that kind of stuff. I love rom-coms from, like, the early 2000s. And she sampled a few of my favorite things from Sound of Music and Seven Rings, which is such a nerdy, like, theater kid thing to do. And Ariana Grande was a theater kid. She Mm -hmm. was on Broadway as a child. And I just... I don't know. Like, I really respect... Her style, and I think that her music has, like, a very specific vibe that I never get tired of listening to. That album, I think, um, was very honest. It was, like, her album that was, like, you know, after Mac Miller died, and just, like, a lot of things had happened to her. Mac Miller had passed away. Um, There was the bombing at her concert. Um,
2: Yeah.
1: She talked about a lot of things that had happened to her. In it, it was very personal. It was very... um, sometimes very like soft kind of versus like her like lot like more like upbeat pop hits and I listened to this album over and over again I love this album I think Ariana Grande has one of the most beautiful voices in popular music today she can really sing and um while her lyrics might not be the m- this album I think has pretty strong lyrics there's other songs where the lyrics I'm like these are so silly but the thing is it doesn't matter because she sounds great you know so, yeah, I just, um, I love this album. It got me into Ariana Grande. I mean, I would say Sweetener kind of got me into Ariana Grande when she did God is a Woman. I mean, that song is awesome. Uh, I was always kind of like, oh, I don't like Ariana Grande. Like, I'm not into her. Like, whatever. And I don't know why. I feel like it was like internalized misogyny. I don't know if I was jealous because everyone thinks she's so hot. I don't know what it was.
0: She was on Victorious.
1: She was on Victorious. I remember seeing her perform at the Grammys and being like a few years ago and being like okay this girl's very talented and then I looked into her and saw like she was in the musical 13 on Broadway and mm. all this stuff and I was like wait th- we would be friends so yeah I just love Ariana Grande I think she's really cool and I love her music and that is a great album
0: you know it's uh, one of those ones where I feel like maybe I mean I, it hasn't been that long but I remember when you showed me that song th- when you sent it to me thank you Nick mm-hmm. seven I remember here in seven rings i think it was in your car mm-hmm. so yeah i guess maybe uh and there's a lot around it so maybe that'll be an album that sticks with me too with i mean me too because mm-hmm. i've heard a lot of those and mm-hmm. yeah i remember those hearing for the first time yeah i remember when it came out i sent it to you and i was like yeah gonna, yeah i definitely remember I'm so weird no i remember i mean i was like because uh, I, I think john mark was talking about it one like when the song came out And I was like, I wonder what that's like. And then you sent it or something like that. So well,
1: sorry. So yeah, I mean,
0: I'll definitely remember. Like, (laughs) it was like it seems like a moment somehow, Mm -hmm. which that's cool for her. And I mean,
1: (laughs) the song "Thank You Next" like she does call people out by name, and like I think that can be trashy, but I think she did it in like the classiest way possible. I mean,
0: in a good way, I guess. Because some of her exes,
1: right? Some of her exes like Big Sean have literally like said nasty things about her in songs, like. Like straight up, but because they're men, like nobody talks about it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like yeah. kind of just double standards. So anyway, that's
0: well, it. Um. Well, speaking of like a one, an album that like I'll remember where I heard it for, for the, and this is one that like I guess like could be higher, could be lower, but uh, it's Dude Ranch by Blink One Eighty Two. I remember right. like hearing it because I knew like I kind of knew Blink One Eighty Two. This was in like early high school, probably maybe late middle school. And I was like finding like my own music for the first time, I guess later than some people. But but I was like, huh, oh. and um, I heard the song Lemmings, which is. Um,
1: is that about those birds that throw themselves into the I water? I think, yeah, I
0: think, so. I mean, that's what lemmings are. But mm-hmm. I don't know, the song is kind of like, it's probably my favorite Blink-182 song still. But it's like, I remember hearing it and being like, wow, and I was in like, you know, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I relate to this so much. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But I also thought like the music, it was like, so like crappy. I was like, wow, that's so cool that they just like, it's crappy, but it sounds so awesome. And
1: what do you mean?
0: I'll play it for you at the break. Cause it's like, Okay. I mean, like I, it sounds crappy, but it's good. But like, anyway, I just, uh, I mean, I still like Blink-182, not, not so much in their current form, but I don't, you know fault them for continuing mm-hmm. but i mean like all will like dude ranch just had like all the songs just Get
2: different
0: really yeah i mean it's definitely one that if listening now like a reason it's not as high as listening now it's like kind of like you know they they were pretty young people when they wrote it mm-hmm. and uh it's just like uh, it's kind of like juvenile a little bit mm-hmm. i guess that was their thing and um, but, you know, it still holds up a lot of ways, and I like uh, to listen. It's really fun. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to take All a right. quick break. And
0: then we'll come back with our top five. Boom,
1: Boom! 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 boom, boom.
0: All right. Welcome back to Fresh Ears. That's not this podcast. Oh, shit. <sighs> Should I start over? No,
1: it's funny. Oh, dang it, I
0: can't... Ho- Welcome back to In Case You Missed It. You guys should also listen to Fresh in Ears. In case... Yeah, geez, we haven't done... I think we're going to record tomorrow for the first time in like a month. Well,
1: there's That's plenty right. of backlog for people to listen to. Yeah,
0: yeah, we got like 20 episodes. It's three yeah.
1: best buds talking about some good music. No,
0: we talking about music for a long time. Yep. Stealing another uh, Podcast. podcast catchphrase all right i'm gonna do my number five Mm -hmm. so casey can have the big finish thank
2: you
0: my number five is life's rich pageant by rem
2: Ooh. and uh love
0: rem always thought they were like i don't know it's a pretty (laughs) i don't know how to explain them i guess they really invented a lot of uh tropes that would become indie rock i don't know if they're considered like the first indie rock band but um they a lot of their things are just like so like (laughs) like Kind of pretentious in some ways, like, they're all, like, hang on, so their albums, when they came out on records, like, they had, instead of side A and side B, like, for the example, this has dinner side and supper side, like, it's like, what, what's the point of that, why is that a thing?
1: Is not like an inside joke. I
0: don't know, I mean, I don't know, maybe, but. I, just think to be it, different? I think it. I think yeah, just to be different and may, maybe make themselves stand out. They didn't include their lyrics apparently. Oh. A lot of their song, like there's a song called Swan Swan H mm-hmm. on this one, and it's like the it's Swan Swan Hummingbird, but for some reason they just put H. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. But anyway, um, really cool. I always thought that they're like, you know, it, in a weird way, they kind of like continue like a. I don't think they're super Beatles esque, but they remind me of the beatles and that they kind of like the inst the musical tracks always like really fit in well with each other in a mm-hmm. way that feels like so like orchestrated i don't know if that makes sense but yeah i think it's like cool he like, like
2: tells a story well
0: no i mean like the muse like you, you have the guitar part mm-hmm. and the you have the guitar bass and drums and none of them get in the way of each other mm. which i think is really cool and complex mm-hmm. like a lot of bands the guitar obviously takes center but mm-hmm. they really do it in a way that I always thought was like intricate and not a, a lot of bands can do that I think and You
1: have one of their albums in the car I think. Yeah,
0: their greatest hits yeah. from their from the second half of their career. Mm-hmm. I don't have and I have a one of their albums on vinyl. But uh this one is a I think this is their fourth album it came out in 1986. Um And this was, uh, I think they really had a lot of confidence and just all their songs are really catchy. They do some weird things. Yeah, that's another thing that, like, a lot of their, they just do a lot of weird things that don't make a lot of sense but work. Like, there's a banjo intro on one of the songs. I don't know why, but it's cool. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And it's called, I Believe. That's probably my favorite REM song. Uh, And Michael Stipe is a great singer. He just seems like such a... He's a guy that um, seems he's kind of a weird guy too, but mm-hmm. his voice is really like vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, uh, do they tour? They broke up in like two thousand eleven.
1: Oh okay. But
0: they were like they they were like
1: I wasn't sure they they
0: were like. You know, we did all we did.
1: We don't have anything more to do. Yeah,
0: they're still friends, I guess. That's good. But they're just like, yeah, we did the best of our stuff, so now we're done. We're mean, together for like thirty years. I was gonna so. say,
1: it's. I'm sure it's exhausting to have to keep yeah. kind of reinventing yourself. Yeah. And keep doing something that people will consider good, because like. You, there's, yeah. when, they they are a band that I think everyone has heard of. Yeah, and so it's like. It's the end
0: of the world as we know it. Right, so there's
1: yeah. like an expectation every time they release music. So I understand them being like, we we did it all. Like, yeah, can't so. do anymore.
0: But great album, love it. I love a lot of their albums I mean, they're pretty much all their albums I love. But that's my <sighs> wish.
1: You could have seen them live.
0: Yeah, me too. I really do. Yeah, I loved it. It sounds so cool.
1: 2011. How old were we? Uh... it's
0: uh, 15. Yeah. 16 so maybe i could have a
1: little young but yeah
0: yeah
1: cool well my number five is on a completely different uh (laughs) side of the spectrum i think mine is mamma mia here we go again Mm. from the movie mamma mia here we Go We go again now these are obviously abba songs so technically these are from abba albums I'm sure, as everyone knows, Mamma Mia is a musical that turned into a movie um, that is a jukebox musical, which means they take an artist's songs and put a narrative around them. Um, Mamma Mia Here We Go Again was the sequel that I think is arguably better, if not equally matched to the first movie. They're obviously, like, they're, they're movies that are, like, they're, I don't know if I could say they're cult classics, but, like, they have a specific following. You know? Yeah. And And Me is always, like, the musical's always meant a lot to me because it was one of the first musicals I can remember my whole family going to see. And we, like, bought the CD on the way out and, like, listening to it. Like, we've seen ABBA cover bands as a family. Like, it's something that I can play and my whole family will like it, um, <laughs> which is kind of hard to do. And... The reason I picked Here We Go Again is, honestly, probably just recency more than anything. The the first movie had some singers that just, like, ruined songs for me. Um, What's that guy's name? He was James Bond.
0: Pierce Brosnan. Yes.
1: He cannot sing. So they made the mistake in the first movie of giving him a lot of solo time. Like, he did the duet with... um, Meryl Streep. And Meryl Streep isn't the strongest singer in the world, but she's such a good actor that, like, it worked. But for him, it was pa- it was painful. It was painful to watch. So there's some tracks in that that were just kind of weak, that are just kind of campy looking back on them. They kind of took the mistakes they made in the original movie and, like, kind of fixed them in this more recent movie. Um, they had, is it Lily Collins? No, what's Lily her name? Lily James. Lily James plays the young version of Meryl Streep. She's amazing. Not only is she smoking hot, she's also a very good singer. Um, I think she brings a lot of vulnerability to these tracks, and, like, I think she just was the perfect fit. Um, singles on this include Waterloo, When I Kissed a Teacher, Fernando, and, of course, Dancing <laughs> Queen.
0: Yes.
1: Um, another reason this made my list is, again, like, Legally Blonde. It's an album that I can put on, and, like, I will have a smile on my face. You know? It'll cheer me up. And one of the cool things about... Um, this movie even though mailed streep literally had like a bit part like they li- she's not a big part of the movie at all they brought in Cher, which is like so strangely the exactly right choice like it's so funny but um yeah uh the album peaked at number three on billboard 200 um wow people love mamma mia it has a very specific and intense following I proudly got my um, roommate and friend, Francesca, into it. We went to see the movie together. And so she loves it now. And it's just something that meant a lot to me as a kid. I have a lot of good memories associated with the musical, which you have to see the musical. I'd like to. It's so fun. The costumes. I mean, Abba's known for having like these sequin, like crazy costumes. The costumes are amazing. The dancing is fun. Like everything about it is so fun. If you haven't seen these movies, like I highly recommend them. They're just such like. Fun, easy to watch movies, um, feel good movies, and the music is so catchy. Oh, excuse me, I'm (laughs) yelling. I'm one of those people where if I watch this movie, I sing along the whole time. And, like, I know that can be annoying, but um, I knew I liked you because when we watched the first movie together, I sang through the whole thing, and you said that you, like, loved. Like, you said something about really liking that, like, you thought it was cute. Oh, yeah. I was like, he doesn't think it's annoying? He's a keeper. But that was before we saw the second one. Um, <laughs> now, you know, now he hates it.
0: I liked it when we watched it. No, it I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm loved kidding. I'm um, kidding. I loved it. share.
1: It's just, like, obviously, like, it knows what it is. I think it's very self-aware. And it's, like, you know catering to a specific audience and i i live for it i threw my mama mama mia theme party like i love mama mia <laughs>
0: Threw your mama mama mia party. Ma- mama
1: mia. uh so yeah it's a great album great music um <laughs> abba has great music 10 out of 10 would recommend this will probably be abba music in some form would be on my list probably for the rest of my life
0: all right all right abba.
1: go
2: ahead
0: uh what number are we, four. four my number four, it's another one that um, I remember. It's from 2019. I think I'll always remember like hearing a lot of these songs for the first time. It's uh, Young Enough by Charlie Bliss. Ooh. It's the band that... Okay, so I found them. Alex found them when they were at... They played a show, uh, a Josie and the Pussycats show. Oh, <laughs> it's cool. That. And they played the songs from the movie. And then like Alex found their other music from their original stuff and um it's really cool i think he found it and then yeah in early 2019 and then their album was going to come out later that year um and there's a song called chat room that i'll remember like him showing me in the car and Mm. i i think it's such a great song i love that song and i was like wow this is amazing i loved it um, but uh, it's like a weird, like they call it like bubblegum grunge or something like that, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like uh, kind of like distorted guitars, but like th- I think it's super like poppy and catchy. And there's um, there's a song on here that uh, well, there's a couple, like the lyrics are pretty like he- they can be kind of heavy at some times, and like one, they're a lot of self reflection and everything, and um. We saw him live that year, I think, twenty. Yeah, yeah, it would have been. But uh, really cool band to see live. Loved it. um Yeah, just super cool.
1: Was it a smaller venue? Sort of. Situation? It was at
0: Spirit Lounge, so there was an oh. actual stage and everything. Okay. So it was like a pretty big crowd, but not uh, huge, I guess.
1: I still haven't seen the movie *Jesse and the pussycats Yeah, we should watch. Which is crazy because I know great. I would love it.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, that's a great show. You can find it on YouTube where they play the songs, <laughs> which yeah. I love those songs. Um, yeah. Cool. And the guy who voices Dash in The Incredibles is on guitar. In this, what? So, yeah. That's really fun. Isn't that funny?
1: That's a fun fact. I mean,
0: that was like when he was like 10 a kid. years old. Yeah. So yeah. Now... So, yeah, I love that. Charlie Bliss.
1: All right. I have my number four, which is 1989 by Taylor Swift. And the reason, I mean, it's very hard for me to pick a favorite Taylor Swift album. It fluctuates. However, this one came to mind because it has a lot of nostalgic value for me. It came out in 2014. mm mm-hmm. um, So I obviously was, I just graduated high school and I was heading off to college. And 1989 is an album about Taylor Swift moving to New York City. And like... Mm. I was moving to Chicago. So, like, I connected to it a lot, like, you know, starting your own life, like, growing up, making mistakes. This album was, like, um, very well-received critically because it's kind of more, like, it was like an 80s sort of inspired pop album, which was very different from her um, previous album. And it has some of her most, like, well-known hits, Shake It Off, everybody knows that song. Um, It has Bad Blood... Style, um, And Out of the Woods, which Out of the Woods, I think, has one of the best bridges of Taylor Swift's entire discography. Um, I think she's a queen of writing bridges. They always slap, but that's a really good one. Mm. And when we were listening, I was listening through all her albums recently because I was doing a long drive um, when I was driving to Virginia. And that one just like felt like the most connect, like I just felt like a lot of emotionless. I feel emotionless to all of them, but that one was just like, wow, like I, lo- I love these songs. So the aesthetic of 1989, the time it came out, the f- memories I have associated with it are just like important to me. And I think it's a great album. Um, I remember going into auditions at my theater conservatory and listening to Shake It Off to try to not feel shake off my nerves ah, um in my dorm room now. so i uh oh also for my freshman year final you had to it was called rock star and you had to dress up and perform as a um pop star and like learn their mannerisms and everything and like choreograph a performance and i did a um blank space performance
0: oh yeah you told me that <laughs>
1: so yeah um it means a lot to me. I have a lot of good memories. After the album's release, uh, Taylor Swift had her world tour. I did not get to see it, but I thought it was very interesting because it was the highest-grossing tour of 2015.
0: Okay. Hmm. It made
1: a ton of money. She also won Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal Album at the Grammys in 2015. Taylor Swift has won Grammys for her album. Like it, she, it She's expected to win, usually. Hmm. Um, It's an awesome album. I recommend it to anyone. I think it has a little bit of everything. Um... It's, I think it's very different from her other albums in that, like, it has a very specific, like, vibe. And also, like, she talks about in her documentary that's on Netflix, like, the reason she wrote those albums, she, she kept getting critics saying, like, why do you write so many breakup songs? Oh and so she was like, well, if they don't want any more breakup songs, like, I'm going to focus on a different part of my life. I'm going to focus on... You know, she moved to New York and she like focused on like writing songs about friendship, writing songs about like um, getting rejected, writing songs about um, like I don't know, just like more about like l- less specific, I guess, and less ballads. It's more up tempo. It's more poppy. It's like it's pretty different. So I think um, I think it's a great album, and that's why it's my number four.
0: Okay. 1989 that's the year Taylor Swift was born I see so uh
1: number three oh, Eddie makes
0: sense okay my number three um it's uh okay it's uh my brain hurts by screeching weasel Ooh. um and I think
1: my brain does hurt
0: I know it's uh, <laughs> it always does does uh came out in 1991 Wow. And it's another one, I mean, the last three of these are definitely ones that I'm, like, really, like, you know, inspired me to want to play music. And, you know, it, I, I hate to make it, like, a part of my personality or whatever. But, yeah, that's kind of why they're up here. But, anyway. Um,
1: you think Taylor Swift isn't a part of my personality? Yeah, that's true. I don't But, judge. anyway,
0: um, so Ben Weasel kind of become, like, a pretty, like, controversial guy. I don't Uh-oh. think he's, like... So the thing is, is like he hasn't, I don't know if he's like done anything like sexually bad, which Ooh. is usually, no, I don't know. I mean, like I'm saying, I don't think he has, which is usually why a lot of musical artists get canceled or whatever. Yes. But he, he just has like, apparently he's always been kind of an ass. Okay. Um, especially like a, I've, the, the other guy in the band, John Jughead has a podcast where he talks interviews a lot of other people from the scene, and everybody's like, oh, I remember meeting Ben, and he was a real piece of work. oh So, like, but, like, when I first heard this album, I just thought it w- it's like a punk album, and it's probably, like, I would say it's one of the most perfect punk albums there is. And Ooh. I just thought it sounded like there, th- it was a bunch of people who were, like, just, like, really good at what they're doing, having fun, and, like, I just thought that, it, and, like, they're so catchy songs, and I don't know if anybody does the, pop hook as well as screeching weasel in this way but so i i acknowledge that you know maybe he's it's i don't know if it's problematic or any whatever Mm -hmm.
1: separating it from the person yeah and i'm
0: not saying like i've seen screeching weasel twice and now it's literally only been the you know meet lead singer who's the only original member left really Um, yeah Mm -hmm. so like I, you know, they were fun shows. I guess shows. it's been a lot of years. I just wanted to see, yeah, I mean, I wanted to see them and, like, yeah. you know, some, not, I don't, I don't know the guy, obviously. Right, but, right. But anyway, so I acknowledge that it, some, you know, people might not like the mm-hmm. person, but I think everyone else in the band seems cool. But anyway, um, I just love the, the guitar parts are really fun and, like, it's just so fun. Do you oh, remember the, the first time you... Yeah, I, I do. There's a song called Guest List on it, and I was like, oh my God, this is the probably one of my favorite songs ever.
2: How
1: old were you when you discovered got Oh, I album? was probably like
0: 14. Aw. So I just thought it was so like fun and catchy, so that's that.
1: Wow. Man,
0: it's really hot in here.
1: It is very oh, hot in God. here. Eddie and I are coming to you live with no AC. Are we gonna, let's just turn it on. Turn on the AC. Oh, we we'll see how... Advanced. Turn it on. I can't take it anymore. Um. So yeah, you might hear the AC in the background. You know what? This is not a profi- You know, it's a podcast we do for fun. Sometimes there's gonna be AC in the background. You know, we're, we're human. Um. Anyway, that was your number three. Yep. Okay.
0: Number three.
1: Number three. <laughs> my number three is from the same year as my last album, 2014, and that is "Multiply" by Ed Sheeran. So Aww. Ed Sheeran is someone I've always really loved. He's actually been on break for like the past two, maybe longer years. He's coming back with new music like next month or something, or maybe in a couple months. But Ed Sheeran is someone I discovered in high school. Um, I, like you said, like I feel like that music you connect with, it, obviously, like when you're a teenager and you're having like a lot of feelings and then you kind of like it sticks with you. Similar to Sarah Bareilles, I think Ed Sheeran is one of the best songwriters of our time. Um, he, while has, he's been on break personally, he's written songs for BTS. Um, he's He writes songs for a lot of people. Um, I think, I don't really think he's had any misses. Like, there's been some singles that I've been, like, not wild about, but, like, his albums always are very... To me, the... I, The thing I love the most about his music is that it it feels so personal. Like, the Mm. details he puts in songs and the lyrics are just, like, it feels very, very personal. Like, it feels like something that I could have written in my bedroom. Just, like, it's so personal. Um, Mm. And he does a lot of acoustic stuff. He's famous for his loop pedal, so Ed Sheeran does not have a backup band normally. Sometimes he has used a backup band um, in performances, but when he writes a lot of his tracks, he makes all the music himself so he layers guitar over like um like hitting the guitar over like vocal um chords over like he harmonizes with himself i just think it's like mesmerizing to watch him record in the studio and multiply has some of the best songs i think that um of his it's hard to pick best songs of his career, but it has one of his most famous, which is Thinking Out Loud, which was like everyone's wedding song in 2014. Um, and that song uh, won Song of the Year at the Grammys. It was Ed Sheeran's first Grammy, I believe. And there also is the um, single Sing. So sing, whoa, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a really fun song. I saw him on tour for this album in Chicago is the notorious uh, concert where I got into a fake Uber and the guy made us oh, pay in cash. Yeah. Which was terrifying but the concert itself was awesome um he just is on stage by himself with his guitar and his loop pedal he doesn't usually bring in any backup singers or any backup band i think he did have some violinist for thinking out loud but he usually keeps it pretty simple um i like his story he uh, grew up really poor and had an alcoholism issue was homeless as a young um guy and he kind of like was a couch surfer and he wrote these songs just based on his experience and like when one of them blew up he blew up and he's been honest about like when he got famous he fell back into you know alcohol and things like that because like it was he was getting everything he wanted but at the same time he was going back to like the darkest place he'd ever been um so he's just very it's very personal it's very honest um he does i mean i guess you would call it rap because he does like sing very it's very quick i don't know if it's like considered rap because i just don't really see him as that genre but he does sort of like this talk singing situation where it's really quick it's really witty the lyrics are really cool Um, One of his most famous tracks is You Need Me, Man, I Don't Need You. And when he sings it live, he adds a new verse on every time. Hmm. So, like, he just comes up with something on the spot. Like, just for fun. Just for, like, the audience. So, I think that's cool. I think a loop pedal is really cool. I think the way he creates his songs is really cool. I highly recommend looking up Ed Sheeran in studio and watching him um, record specifically the song Give Me Love. Uh, I think it's just incredible to see how he works and, um I'm really excited to hear his new music, and yeah, I love his songs. They never get old for me.
0: Hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of those songs. I love Ed Sheeran. Good job, good job for Ed's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, number two. Getting up there. Yeah, uh, my number two is uh, called Dork Rock, Cor- Dork Rock Cork Rod by The Ergs. Mm. came out in 2003, Lurk. I believe. Um, the Ergs is like a pretty, Another, I mean, a lot of pretty much all these albums are in similar genre, So sorry. I mean, mine too. But anyway, um, they, uh, I always they, they call themselves like nerd rock. Um, so it's just like kind of three guys who are really good at their instruments playing and, I mean, they're all really good and, um, Mike Yurg has some like the lyrics are pretty typical of. You know, early 2000s punk. It's all about a lot of, like, I mean, most of them are about girls, honestly. <laughs> but, like, I I mean, the songs are like. I think the singer has a charisma about them that just really sells the words, and I don't know. I always thought it's, like, so cool while not being cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh.
1: The Urgs, huh? The
0: ergs yeah. Um, so, uh. Just really fun, really fast songs that are like almost i mean a, another like yeah i don't know
1: have you seen <laughs> them live
0: no they they're also broken up. oh no yeah i know but, i mean i saw like different members
1: uh-huh so
0: they're other still band- performing yeah they play in other bands yeah so uh
1: yeah wow the ergs yeah.
0: They just, they're another one. They just broke up because they did all they wanted to do. So
1: I mean, like you said with REM, like how do you keep making music after thirty years? It gets yeah. probably to the point where it's kind of exhausting. Yeah,
0: I mean and these guys were way younger than. I mean they're they started in the two thousands, so they're way I'm, younger. But well, oh, I don't <laughs> even
1: know how you would go for thirty years. Like yeah, genuinely, that's, that's true. Um,
0: yeah, I wish I had more to talk about. I I'm not good at uh, summing it all up. I guess.
1: Oh, no, that's okay. I'm a Rambler. It's okay. So what's it called again?
0: Dork rock cork rod. It's a uh, palindrome. So what
1: does that mean? It means
0: it's the same forward as it is backwards.
1: Oh, I did not put that together.
0: Yeah. Sound it out.
1: My number two, if you can believe it, <laughs> is. You have any guesses?
0: Um, I don't know. Um, There's
1: someone I haven't talked about yet.
0: Uh, um. Um the black eyed peas
1: well i haven't talked about them <laughs>
0: beyonce no nope. fergie no nope. uh um elite uh, christina aguilera nope <laughs> um it's
1: recent recent
0: recent billy eilish no livy rodrigo no um a boy it's a boy a boy
2: come on a
0: boy is it nick jonas no <laughs> uh, a boy
1: who do you listen to all the time i don't
0: know
1: Even in the background.
0: Is it Harry Styles? Yes. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Harry Styles' album, Fine Line, released in 2019.
0: Fine Line. I believe
1: this was his second single album. So after One Direction broke up. Singles from it are Watermelon Sugar, Adore You, and Lights Up, and it won the 2021 Grammy for Best Pop Vocal Album. Harry, um, when asked about what this album is about, says, this album, I'll do a British accent. Okay. Hello. This album's themes involve breakups, happiness, having sex, and feeling sad. So, uh, this album is just like, it's a vibe. It's like, it has a lot of really fun, catchy songs. Uh, It has one of my favorite ballads of all time, Falling, which I've literally made Eddie watch that music video like 10 times. Um, I think that not only does this man have the awesome style, breaking gender norms bringing back sort of, like, Elton John-esque vibes. I think he has a a stunning voice. I think his, like, charisma is, like, Mick Jagger-esque when he performs. Like, I just think he's Hmm. really killing it. I can see a lot of, like, obviously, like I said, British influences in his music that are iconic. And, um, I can't wait for more music. Um, but this album, I will play it all the time, um... I don't get tired of it. Uh, I got a little tired of Watermelon Sugar because it was literally everywhere. But, like, this whole album is good. I I recommend listening to the whole thing. It's like, it has a lot of acoustic vibes. I actually highly recommend listening to his um, Tiny Desk concert.
0: Yeah, I like Um, that. I thought it was cool.
1: It it was really cool. He had, like, his backup singers and, like, a guitar. Like, it was obviously really stripped down. There was a
0: tiny desk involved.
1: (laughs) And, uh,. I just think he's extremely charming um extremely charismatic charismatic and that this album has like a nice it shows his range well i think i also really liked his um self-titled which was previous to this um i think that could have also made my list but i only wanted to pick one harry styles and it would be this one okay, so yeah
0: harry oh oh Might oh the song is about um uh when I was in the movie Dunkirk, <laughs> they had me pretend to fly a plane.
2: Ooh.
0: I don't remember how, I, I truly don't even remember him in that. I only saw it once. I
1: understand, I haven't seen it at all. I
0: mean, I don't even know if I knew who he was at the time when mm. I saw it. So I probably knew of him. but
1: I've converted you to a Harry Styles fan. Yeah, I like man.
0: that. I like a, you know, I know, I mean, I was looking at the track list. So I know a lot of those songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, yeah. No skip I I
1: album. Just,
0: yeah, I guess so. Um, well, my number one is definitely not a no-skip album, but it's definitely <laughs> my—I mean, it's my—it's my favorite almost because of that.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> it's called "Double Nickels on the Dime" by by Minutemen.
2: Ooh! It
0: came out in 1984. So another band that—I mean the main one of the people in it died, so they Aww. are not together. But I saw the bass player play a lot of their songs a couple of years ago, Mike Watt. But anyway, uh, it's uh, probably it's a seminal punk album according to Wikipedia. <laughs> it's a double album. There's like f- probably like almost fifty songs on it, but like most of them are like a minute long, a minute and a half. That's quick. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's but um. So they're just like I really like them because they really make songs out of really weird riffs and like things you would never like. I don't know how they thought to, like, put these things together. And it just sounds, like, really weird. But uh, And their lyrics are, like, all, like, weird, like, political poetry, which I think is really, like, cool. And, like, you know, obviously punk back then was, like, very, I mean, like, it wasn't subtle at all, really. Right. <laughs> but that's okay. But uh, I think it's so cool. The music is, like, I love it. And it's... Uh,
1: What's the vibe? Is it up-tempo, both?
0: Yeah, it's kind of um uh, uh it's kind of funky. Ooh. It's which is like, yeah, unusual for a lot of punk at the time. It's really funky and uh, it's twangy too, like
2: cool. the guitar
0: player turns the bass and middle I don't you don't know what this means, but he turns okay. it all the way down on his guitar so it just sounds like so twangy and cool. it works really well and yeah, it's just so got like so many I mean and the way they did it there's three there's you know three members and there's four sides of the album so they all like picked a side and like picked songs that they wanted on their side and then the oh. last one is the last one is chaff which like is the songs that nobody picked which like definitely like you know a lot of those songs aren't my favorites but like they're just they're still there and i like i don't know so it's not like a perfect album but i just think it's like so cool and what it did and and what it what it is and yeah really like the music yeah so That's awesome yeah i feel like it's they were they were hard to get into i had i mean i didn't immediately like it mm-hmm. so like which was different than a lot of the other albums i picked but the more i like listen to it the, the more you we like it. well yeah there's just like really cool parts and, yeah it's cool so yeah well, let's hear your number one
1: okay i, I think ch-
0: i know what it is but you can you can what's do your guess i'll you just say it. And I, okay. I, I okay. know who it is. Yeah.
1: I tried not to do this. Yeah. Did you see my list? No, I
0: didn't see it, but I, I know what you, you told me.
1: Okay, I tried not to yeah. do this because I'm very, very biased towards this artist. Um, I think they could do no wrong. I could make my whole list just their albums. Well, maybe minus one. And that is Taylor Swift. And my number one album is Red.
0: Yeah, I, Yep. I knew it was Red. And...
1: So, Red, Red! <laughs> Red red, red red, was Taylor Swift's transition from being a country star to being considered a pop artist. This was in 2012. Um, she still had a lot of ballad songs. There were still country, I guess, moments on this album, but it was really considered her transition into the pop genre. This album, Taylor Swift has said, is about heartbreak. It is about going through a heartbreak and how it changes you and how you get out to the other side. So basically, the album is bookend by like the start in the like the end of uh, one relationship and the start of another. So the first song is Red and it's about a relationship like Loving You was Red. It had all these intense emotions. Um, But, you know, it it ultimately wasn't, like, sustainable. You know, burned out. We burned out too fast. Uh And then the last track on the album is Begin Again. And it's about, you know, she meets someone and she's very guarded and she's not sure if she's ready to try to, like, love someone again. But, like, as she spends more time on this day with this person, she realizes that she's finally let go of the other person that was holding her down, who she had broken up with. So I think it's awesome. The aesthetic of the album is very of its time, like the fashion, like looking back at it is very funny. Um, I saw this tour. She toured with Ed Sheeran um, and I saw her on this tour. Uh, The notable songs are we are never, ever, ever, ever getting back together. Red um, all too well. And what was the other single? I Knew You Were Trouble, so,
2: ah, oh, yeah. so a very
1: me- a very memed song, but you know, this was like a transition for Taylor, and it's one of her, I would say it's one of the fans, like mo- like most like favorite album, like a lot of people consider it like one of her best albums, because of the song All Too Well, it's a, one of her most popular songs, she is uh, re-releasing Red Next in her re-releases, which I think we've talked about her re-releases on this podcast before, Um And she's releasing the notorious 10 minute version of All Too Well. She said in an interview at one point that when she went in to record Red, she had a lot of lyrics, a lot of ideas. So it ended up being a very, very long song. And obviously she was like, I I need to cut it. I can't put this whole thing on the album. No one will listen to it she said that and then of course all Taylor Swift fans were like we'll listen to it we'll listen to anything you put out queen <laughs> please Taylor please, please. please and so she is releasing it I have pre-ordered the album but yeah this album is about heartbreak and oftentimes I feel like I mean 2012 I didn't have any relation I was too young kind of to relate to a lot of it but I found like in college and into like my like early 20s um when I felt like I was just never enough for any of these people I was seeing. Uh, I really related to her because she was talking about a lot about just like going headfirst into something and being like, like blindsided by them leaving you. Um, Funnily enough, uh, All Too Well is a notorious song unconfirmed about Jake Gyllenhaal.
0: (laughs) Bless Man, you. Thanks Jake Gyllenhaal makes me sneeze
1: um there's a line the reason that it's like there's so much freaking conspiracy behind Taylor Swift's relationships but <laughs> there's a line all too well it's like um I left my scarf there at your sister's house and you still have it in a drawer even now because there are photos from different dates of them together where she's wearing a scarf and then later on him wearing the exact same scarf we, it's not confirmed or anything. Taylor Swift isn't like, yeah, that's exact Like, she's not going to say anything. Because she that's not what it's about for her. But fans love looking into that stuff. So, yeah, I really love um, that album. I think it has... Like, that's, I think, one of the best breakup songs I've ever heard. I just feel like it really encompasses, like, the highs and lows of a relationship. And looking back on something, like, how... T- like, hindsight's twenty twenty basically. basically. Um, she also... I, I want to look at the track list. Because I feel... Like, there's other songs I'm forgetting. I mean, obviously, We Are Never, Ever, Ever Getting Back Together is, like, a banger. People love that song. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, I need... Like, those are songs that were really popular on the radio. All Too Well was not a single, but um, a lot of people requested it at concerts. So, it's, like, a fan favorite. Okay. Um, fan favorite. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, there is banjo used on this. Huh. But, anyway, um, it's called Red because, like, she liked to associate color with feelings in this album. It's reflected in a lot of the lyrics. Um, yeah, I can't believe it's been that many years since it's been out. It's been almost ten years. That's wow. insane. Jeez. Um,
0: Dang, I can't. Yeah, it feels like those songs are always have always been around though.
1: So <laughs> okay, I'm looking at the wait. Where's the track list? Oh, I
0: have sorry. To
1: Sorry, sorry people. This so is So another
0: news um No, no, no. I got So it. wait. Oh, this came out before 1989? Yes. Oh. Hmm. Yep. Don't know why I didn't know that.
1: Um so There are a lot of great songs on here. There is um I Almost Do, which is another great breakup song. There How could I forget? There's 22 Oh yeah. Ooh, every yeah. 22-year-old's
0: anthem. Classic.
1: Um Stay, 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 which is a really cute song. Um the last time holy ground yeah these are all awesome songs they're awesome I love them and I also like like Taylor Swift did a lot of stuff in her early albums that she's come back to in folklore and Evermore where she creates a narrative with the character and like tells a story through the song and it's not necessarily about her and she does that in this one um in the song called the lucky one she talks about she makes she, it, the story is of a Hollywood star who became famous and then disappeared so like I love that's one of my favorite things about Taylor Swift is like her storytelling arc and like a, a song, how she can tell a whole very visual, very like you could imagine it in your head story. Um, Fascinating. I think it's awesome. Uh, I remember when she sang uh, treacherous on tour, she had like this set piece that was like these steps and she was going up and up and up and she had no shoes on. I remember that. Oh. And I remember that in the newspaper the next day, they, it was like Taylor Swift, Chips Tooth on Microphone during uh, Heinz Field performance. Whoa. So she had accidentally like chipped her tooth on the microphone. Oh
0: my god.
1: Which probably really hurt. Um, but yeah, it was an iconic era. I literally cannot wait for November when I get this album in my hands. Um Coming. I I think if you've ever been through heartbreak, you will relate to this album. And I listened to it. At least once a week. Not the whole hour, but yeah.
0: Wow, once a week. Yeah. The quota. All right. Good job, Taylor Swift. You uh, you broke the Twice. record. Twice. Twice on the um, list. So that's probably your biggest accolade yet. <laughs> Honestly. All right? Obviously. Honestly. I mean, I know you're listening.
1: Yeah. So. I wish. She's got yeah. a TikTok, you know.
0: Does she? Mm-hmm. She like, you think she's scrolling through and she sees like she, the video? She probably
1: de- I don't know if she'll see the video of me, she's but just like, she's, oh. she's definitely shared like ones that fans have made. Cause she, you know, she's like, this is really
0: cool. What does Taylor Swift talk like? I don't know what Like she, a normal is, person. Okay, she's not like,
1: I'm Taylor Swift. No, she has like a very oh, normal voice.
0: Watch out, Mrs. Dove. I don't know why I did Mrs. Dove. But
1: she has like two TikToks, which Taylor Swift does not post to social media like ever. So this is huge for her. Wow. Me. This is huge for the Taylor Swift community.
0: I see.
2: Um,
1: she's only put two TikToks up in there about her cat, which I love. That's totally fine. That's actually what I want. Oh. Huh. Um, so, and she put up one promoting Red as well, obviously, like, the re-release. She's, like, wearing, like, um, like f- fashion from that tour or something. So, yeah, uh, Taylor Swift is, I literally could talk about her for days.
0: All right. Well, you heard it here first. So, yeah, that was good. We learned a lot about each other.
1: <laughs> you knew all that about <laughs> me.
0: Yeah. And, on yeah, it's okay.
1: I think I'm always surprised by most of yours because I constantly forget the names. You're of like, these what the bands. heck does
0: that mean? Like
1: I've ne- because they are so obscure. Obviously, like there's some I I know, like REM, whatever. But yeah, um,
0: yeah, 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 the names that make it easy to remember.
1: I think music is awesome—the way that it can connect to memories and the way that it gets us through tough times. It's true. And I recommend you all to listen to any of these albums. Um, yeah. And thank you for listening to another episode. This was a longer one. I know we've been doing some, like, quick ones that have this been makes, fun. Yeah,
0: this makes up for the ones that we missed, I guess. Um, got extra content. If, extra. You,
1: if you stuck around to the end of this one, thank you so much. Please uh, subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts or, or Spotify, and you can leave us a review if you like the show. And uh, thanks for listening, as always.
0: Yeah.
1: Eddie, thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for loving me.
0: Thank you for being there.
1: And <laughs> we'll see you guys next time.